This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors and a special guest. That's right, Kevin. We have with us Jared Sandler, brought to you by... Sonic. Mm. 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 Oh, yeah. So good. Good. Hey, Jared, how's it going, man? Sorry, I'm just getting all the chili off my chili dog here. That's what uh, I'm talking about. Guys, it's great. Um, I have no complaints. Just got to watch Jose Leclerc in a B game. I, I was trying to stick around for Kamar Rocker, but I had to go up and uh, babysit Matt, so I had to leave the B game. But it, Al Leiter was there, Mike. I, uh, oh, oh, yeah. He yeah. actually texted me. He's like, hey, let's go have a beer. And I didn't text him back because I'm not in surprise. <laughs> oh, so oh, you, you just don't... tell him you're yeah. not there? Yeah, text him, let him know. Listen, if you wanted to know, do I treat Al Leiter better than I treat you guys? The answer is no. I treat <laughs> everybody the same. I also don't respond to y'all's texts that much either. That's fair. That's true. See? Jared, I'm a consistent guy. <laughs> He's right about that. The big news that we wanted to bring you on for us, what do you think about the chance of Chris Beard going to be the Ole Miss head coach? Kind of crazy, right? I was thinking about this the other day. I remember last year, I forget where I was, when Tech and Texas played for the first time, and I sent out a tweet that just absolutely ticked off all Tech fans, which just shows some appreciation for Chris Beard. He took an irrelevant program and made you guys relevant, blah, blah, blah. And all the response, oh, you know, Mark Adams is so much better and, you know, he's the greatest. And now, I mean, I don't know if anybody wants any of those guys in the state of Texas. But the guy who I think would be the better coach or is the better coach is Chris Beard. He just – he did something that led to his firing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a surprise that he's getting a second chance, right? You can't be surprised about that. No. I feel like I should be, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, he got his fiance or whatever to probably change her story to make him less guilty, and there were no charges. So, I mean, that's an easy one for, you know, a program to to hire him. And in the SEC, it just, you know, what's their thing? It just means more or whatever. <laughs> so, I guess. Does uh, that translate beyond football? I, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe baseball. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jared, I was talking to Josh Smith and um, I was talking to Jack Leiter about this and they said, you know, it's really tough is playing minor league baseball after playing SEC baseball. Not that because they're like minor league baseball is much harder. In fact, asking them, they don't they think most likely you take LSU this year's loaded. They're like, even if you took LSU and you put them in double A, like the Texas League, they're like, they would easily lose 100 games. Like, they would probably go 40 and 100 or worse. But the stands, the environment. But they're saying, yeah, Jared, they're saying, like, man, when you play every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in your conference, and there's 10 to 20,000 people there screaming and yelling, standing up and cheering, and then you go to minor league baseball, and there's anywhere from like 500 to 2,500 people, they're like, man, it's a big difference from college to. 
uh, pro in the like the energy level is very different. I believe it. I, so in that B game, Justin Foskey was playing, and he went to Mississippi State. And I, I, I promise you, as he hit this ground ball, I was thinking to myself, man, like he's used to playing in front of all those environments you just mentioned, and now here he is playing, you know, in a B game in, in spring training, which is not any sort of indication of you know where he is as a player it's just it's spring training but like yeah these minor league ballparks and i think about the g league too like you get these guys from major colleges like duke or north carolina going to play in the g league in front of like a hundred fans in some of these g league arenas uh i'm sure that's not easy right like it, yeah. it's not it's not supposed to you're not supposed to take steps back in any regard as you elevate up the hierarchy in, in sports. But in, in that way, in the environment part of it, you absolutely do. So don't go to college so that you don't screw that part up. Yeah, and, I told and the <laughs> other thing too, Mike, right? Like it, it for in the minors, it's not that these guys don't want to win, but obviously the you know the, the main priority from the organization standpoint is the development of these individuals. And you know, these guys as much as they want to win, they're also kind of wondering, hey, you know, what can I do to get the call up? You know, but they're also coming from an environment in the SEC where it's cutthroat. We're trying to go to Omaha, win a college World Series. Yeah. It's an incredibly competitive conference. So I bet it's a little different in that regard, too. Yeah, and for me, coming out of high school, I was telling those guys, like, it was awesome. I was like, man, there's a 1,000 people here? Like, there's there's never this many people at a high school baseball game. So from a high school perspective, you're like, man, this is elevated big time. And from a college standpoint, uh, it isn't. So uh, we got to talk to Evan Carter today. Oh, yeah, how was he? Awesome. He yeah, said he's, he's going to really be good. on the team sooner than you know it. No, yeah, he said, "Tell you tell Jared Sandler yeah. I'm going to be on that team before he thinks I will." Guys, I'd, I'd love. I, I can't wait for him to come up. I'm super pumped. But uh, we did. I got asked a decent amount on Twitter. Uh, you know why? Well, everyone's raving about Evan Carter. Why is he not an option? Well, first of all, he's playing in the back half of these games, uh, and and not that the competition is you know, significantly less. But if the Rangers were legitimately considering him as an opening day option, he'd be starting some of these games. And there's no reason to rush him. you got to make a 40-man move. Uh, they're likely, you know, the, most teams towards the end of camp have to make a 40-man move of some type. And the Rangers just don't have a lot of fat on their 40-man roster that are easy, uh, you know, easy decisions to part ways with. So it just doesn't make sense to start him here. Uh, let him get a little more time in A and, and go from there. But he's he's been really fun to watch. Do you have a update on the Jakes? Is it DeGrom going to throw live BP tomorrow and Odorizzi maybe don't count on the beginning of the season? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think with Odorizzi, the vibe I got with Chris Young yesterday was, hey, there's like zero reason to rush him. Um, and I'll be honest, there really shouldn't be any reason to rush any of these guys, but I would totally understand why there might be a little, you know, a little outside influence to get DeGrom ready, right? You know, I, he's the big signing. You want him ready for opening day. Doesn't No one's going to sit here and say, gosh, I can't believe Jake Odorizzi's not healthy for opening day. So I, I think it depends. He's going to throw uh, through a bullpen yesterday, I think, and we'll see where it goes from there. Because he's not going to be a starter, I don't think it's out of the question, but I think for him personally, as someone who has always really been treated as a starter, does he feel like he needs a level of preparation that – uh, is more fitting of a starter and not a reliever. I think that's one of the things I've kind of talked to people about is his level of comfort. And with DeGrom, yeah, live BP tomorrow. Uh, everything I'm told is that he is still uh, in line to be ready on opening day. You know, is he going to be ready to go eight innings on opening day? I, you know, I don't know. 
But I think the next step after this live BP tomorrow is getting him in games, whether it's a B game where you can control the environment or getting him, you know, in a proper Cactus League game. Jared, we really appreciate your time, man. And uh, you get back out there. Enjoy some of the World Baseball Classic uh, while you're you're digesting all the baseball. Hey, it starts uh, tomorrow, right? Uh, Tonight. 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 Do you guys have a pick? You guys taking Israel or... Maybe Kyrie. Kyrie's whoever John Blake Israel's is Israel's favorite? Who's Israel's best player? I know Ian Kinsler's their coach. I was going to say, it might be Ian Kinsler. Uh, if it's not, maybe Ryan LaVarnaway, their catcher, or Zach Weiss, a, a pitcher we saw the other day, or a reliever. But Ian Kinsler might still be their best player. And you're rooting, I asked you this question, I know maybe it's not for on the air, but you would like for South Africa to like have a, a really nice run, right? Well, they're not in it. Oh. Um, but when they were... You asked, I think that it came up, would I root for South Africa or Israel? And unequivocally, I'd root for South Africa. Just like if the United States played Israel, I would root for the United States. I, I mean, I really like Italy. Like, I, I think it'd be fun to root for Italy. But, uh, yeah, I, yes. South Africa was in it the first year. But okay. they don't even know what baseball is there. Like, my family there is like baseball. I don't know the rules, so I don't know that they're going to be back anytime I, soon. I thought when I was on MLB.com shop, they had a South African hat. So I guess that's why I assume they were in it. I think they were in the qualifying stages, okay. but they thought they were. They sent their cricket team, and they were really confused of the rules. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Bye, Jared. Also, probably a bad. See you, Jared. Idea. See you guys. There goes Jared. Brought to you by Sonic. Mm. And in that segment, mm, good. How, good. We didn't get. I forgot how to make him hang up. How did I make him hang up last time? Or I don't, I just even, hung up I don't know. I just, I broke my headphones during that, so I couldn't. Why'd hear. you do that? I was t- turning to look at a Tolo that came in to hang uh, out with a G bag. I thought you maybe there was a Henry Ruggs thing. Like, no, the handle on the on my seat broke my headphones. So like you turned, I'm done it. for the day, guys. You can't hear us. I uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. We're in the same room. You can hear us. But what if we play audio? I won't be able to hear. Well, it's your segment. Are Let's you play go audio? to the next story where okay. I clearly have audio. <laughs> Check stop is closed today. What happened? Well. In Waco? In Waco. Well, in West, yes. Okay, yeah, sorry. A car crashed into the building last night. (gasps) Hold on. gas station? Are you telling me? The Little Check Bakery is open for business. The window that the vehicle crashed into boarded up. A garage bin is in front of the building. The check stop doors are taped shut and locked. Is everybody okay? No one's really hurt? I so it said the police report said an elderly person believed they hit the brakes in their vehicle but hit the gas instead causing the car to accelerate into the building no injuries were reported so they literally check themselves before they wreck themselves oh my gosh and the I can't believe you just How did come that. help me out here with a Z you brought in some good pastries your wife did I believe yes. I don't know what they're called from Kalachi factory okay because I feel like in West, when we have stopped there before, nobody in Dallas, and I'm probably wrong about this, makes things as good as West does. No. The, and so why are they so difficult to make and you can only get them in one little gas stop place in West Texas and you can't? And I always like hate saying West Texas because it sounds like you're going West. You're actually going towards Waco. It's a city, so it's okay to say that, Mike. Yeah, but... How, how come, do they make it so good? Yeah, how come they make it so good no and we're clue. not making them so good here? I have no clue what they what they do that makes everything so good. But it it is so good. I get and and Kevin, there's so many different options. This is what I really wanted to get into. 
before my headphones broke. Right. <laughs> uh, but I did love Carter's joke on Twitter where he said, no, stop that. Carter said it was the Hungarians. Oh, that wrecked up the check shop. That went stop. after the check shops, check stop. Are those I historical really rivals? I, I can't say are. I'm super. I do believe so. Carter is not no was, longer with us. It looks like so. was Prussia involved. That uh, used to be a place, right? Um, but they somebody said uh, you just missed it. The Pirates tried to throw a guy out in the stands, but unfortunately, <laughs> he, he was off balance and threw the ball ten feet over that guy's head. <laughs> Jake he was out Scott if he was trying to get to the stands. Jake Scott, a customer and commuter from Fort Worth to Waco, oh, said I guess they wanted a drive-through and they didn't get it, so they made their own drive-through. <laughs> That being said, so you have to make sure those people are okay. If you're driving down to, like, let's say Waco or Austin this yeah. weekend, and your plans were to stop in at the check stop, go ahead. You still can do that. It looks like they're still serving, but the that one side of the store is going to be closed. How, a serious question: How much of their business do you think has dropped or been siphoned off by the Colville checks across place? the way? Yeah, the Bucky's. That's West not as good. Check bro. stop. It's not as good. A check stop is the place. It is a legendary mark in the state of Texas. Yeah. All right. It is no, a I mandatory agree. stop. I agree, but they opened they opened essentially like, hey, we like what you're doing and we like what Bucky's is doing. Let's combine it and mm-hmm. make Koval checks. So I was just curious, like, if that siphoned off much of their business. In the eight oh six, maybe it is was it the rival like, check bakery across the interstate. Yes. Is it like bluebell ice cream? Like the one that we go to, Corey, is like bluebell ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then they made the generic one across the highway. But for you, Kevin, you can't tell a difference between generic and bluebell ice cream. His been? place that he Have goes you to ever is been to Coval B-L-E-A-U, You know, like blue cheese or I whatever. I have been to both of those places. And Probably think the check stopped the original. Yes. Of course better. you do because you yes. know what's better. I Hold bought on, some so sausage from there about two years checks. ago. It's still in our refrigerator. <laughs> I'm not lying. Just not <laughs> the freezer, just in the refrigerator. I keep going. I should throw that out, but I don't think anybody's going to eat it. Somehow it hasn't molded at all because it's in, you know, like the, it's really in whatever you Hold call on. it. Hold on. Are you trying that steak theory that you talked about from Knife when you're just leaving it Dude. out there? You're like, you know what? In 40 years, this is going to yeah. be we'll something. See if this it's has still been good. refrigerated age, aged by two years. So good luck to check stop uh, aficionados who want to stop in. They say they are open. They're 10 minutes away. We get, we get all the way down to West? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we do. I've do driven you, that far. Nice. Do you think we could convince somebody to bring check stop up to the show? Listen, man. It's like an hour. I think it's illegal to ask ask people to do that. But no, not if you're not plugging their business. It's not. Oh, all right. So if you're Tolo and you have a business, exactly, and you want Kevin to talk about it, yeah, no, that is the opposite of that. You're not supposed to do that. That's not what you want him to do. No, if you're Tolo and you have a business, Kevin will talk about it. (laughs) That's not exactly my point. We're the KNC masterpiece. Right here. Like the cherry limeade from Ron. Oh, no. Oh no. I'm not so advocating good. any. Oh. That's fine because you were already there. I'm just saying don't advocate for them to bring it to you because then you're in to plug if all the If you want to bring Brahms no. up to Kevin. No. As long as we give them like a penny, we've paid for it. Is that true? I think you have to pay that. It's called Peniola. Market value. <laughs> not- and you're okay with Peniola? We're the KNC masterpiece. Oh, I guess. Penny. Why is right he got his hand on his forehead? Like on why do we frustrate you so much? Do I do? don't know, Mike. Why do you? We're just right. trying to ask questions. At this break, let's do a group hug. Coming up next, pass. Why do the Mavericks continue to struggle closing out games Ooh. on your lips? We'll do that next <laughs> right here on the fan. Okay.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Kyrie Irving, by the way, 9.3 of 7 shooting. Driving in his former teammate, scoring, and Durant commits the foul. What a gorgeous play by Kyrie Irving. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, 877-881-1053. Why do the Mavericks continue to struggle to close out games? It's not because of their defense, is it? <laughs> I mean, that I is will, a very viable possibility. I wasn't Mike. here yesterday. Tim Hardaway Jr., as much as I rag on him, did everything he could against Kevin Durant at the end of the game. It's just there's a high disadvantage there, advantage yeah. for Durant. Because I thought his last bit of defense was good. It's great. It's just when he went yeah, up. Yeah, he stayed like, in yeah. front of him. He made him take a jumper with a hand in his face. I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. on that possession did everything he could. Hardaway Jr. is in his Joey Gallo good moment right now where he's on a very hot shooting streak. It's not going to last all year. It isn't who he is, but this is part of those things where you have to ride the hot streak of Tim Hardaway Jr., Late in the games, I do think multiple things. One is you have to make almost every basket because you're going to give up every basket at this point. So it's very tough. It's tough to score. A- I know it doesn't seem like it, but it still is tough to score 130. Scoring 100 is easy in this NBA. But to get to 130 is tough. And the final score of the game was 130 to 126. If you look at it, if they would have scored 128 at the end, most likely it goes to overtime. Most likely. They do get another possession from half court where they might still beat you. But, I mean, you're looking at this Mavs team against good teams. you got to get to 130. And it's tough to win games. They're fun. They're entertaining. But to me, it's just... I get offensively, we feel like, oh, they passed the ball back and forth and lost. Oh, Luka missed the five-footer, and we lost. And we look at the last offensive possession. But really, when you look at the last five minutes, you look at, they almost score every time. Now, I'm glad that you brought that part up because I jotted down a few numbers that make this like kind of run so troubling. Mavericks have the Jazz tonight, nine-point favorites over the Jazz. It's over. <laughs> it is. All right, so taking a look at this last stretch of games, the Mavericks were outscored by the Suns 24-15 to in the final six and a half minutes and outscored 6-2 to in the final minute. Just think about that. Yeah. 24-15, to and essentially, I know it's not exactly the same, but about the last half of the quarter. Yeah. That is an astonishingly bad rate to be giving up points. When the game, usually, Corey, does slow down. The last five minutes, even in regular season, the game will usually not be so many fast-break attempts. Yeah. 
and you're giving up on that. You said 24 and six minutes and change. So right there, you're you're looking at in the whole quarter, if they were to do that, you're giving up close to 50 points in a quarter. And that is not an anomaly because if you jump down to the Lakers game, they got outscored 12 to seven in the final three minutes. Again, that would put you at 48 points. Then in the 76ers game, I know they won, but they gave up runs of 15 to nothing and 11 to nothing in that quarter. And then they lost to the Pacers by two. So you're seeing this Mavericks team has a lot of difficulty closing games out. And and Kevin, that's like when you ask what, and Mike's telling you right there, it's, it is their defensive effort, their defensive abilities. And this is where complaining about what they don't have matters too. They didn't have Maxi in this last game. That matters. Like that is, Mike, I don't know if you agree with me, but Dorian Finney-Smith, Kevin Durant's great. Right. But Dorian Finney-Smith is going to give him a more difficult time than I Probably, think Bullock yeah. is. And yeah. so you miss that now. So, like, not having Maxi is a big, a big problem for you whenever you don't have it. But just the simple fact that whenever it comes down to you need somebody to make a great defensive play late in the game or a great defensive rebound, late in the game they don't have those pieces and against an offensive team and even Kevin we talk about DeAndre Ayton going missing from games but still making significant contributions at yeah. the right time and you I don't know if the Mavericks can even compete with what they have if they don't have Maxi on the court and that's sad because Maxi's not the greatest but he's all you got when it comes to that and this was the this was the stat that made me the saddest I went back through and counted them all is Mavericks in games decided by five points or less. They're 15 and 12 this year. So not too bad at all. And actually a better winning percentage than their overall winning percentage. Here's the problem. They've lost their last five games decided by five points or less. Are they all five of the, I don't remember Luca and Kyrie getting blown out. I know their record is bad together. They're two and five, but I feel like those are all those five games. Uh, I think some of them were like, Oh, let me double check where six and seven okay. is. Yeah. So it goes back a little bit further. Okay. Yeah, because they lost a game by nine and a game by six. But yeah, you're right. Five-point overtime loss to Sacramento. Three-point loss to Minnesota. Three-point loss to the Lakers. Two-point loss to Indiana. And four-point loss to Phoenix. And so you have to go all the way back to the New Orleans game at the beginning of February to find a five-point game or less that the Mavericks won. And that is an issue. I'm not saying you had to win all five of those. That's not, again, Corey, it would be great if you could. It's not likely achievable. You even take out two or three of those, and you change a lot of stuff for the Mavericks. Yeah, but what's tough is, is this is a very exciting team, is they're a bad... I know they shot free throws great the other day, still lost, but they... But I don't trust... Anybody at the line the last three minutes. I mean, sure. even the other day, Maxi Kleba, I know he just came back, but he got fouled and he missed both free throws. You're just like, this is what the Mavs do, whether it's Luka, Hardaway. Kyrie, I do believe. I'm like, please foul Kyrie. Yeah. Late in the He's game, I'm like, please shooter, foul yeah. him. I trust that he'll make them. But everybody else on the team is at best going to make one of two free throws to try to close out a game. And I just look at, you're a poor free throw shooting team, uh, especially in clutch moments. You are arguably the worst defensive team in all of the NBA now. I, it's tough. I know Houston supposedly bad at it or San Antonio. I, it's tough to watch the Mavericks and go, there's actually teams that are worse than us on defense. It's, yeah. it's 
it's tough to know. You're also, if you do get a stop, you only have about a 50% chance of getting the rebound to actually get the ball back. I, I don't know if people look at the defensive stats like this at all, but the fact that the Mavericks move at such a slow pace might hide their defensive deficiencies if you just look at points given up. Because, like, on points given up, they're not that bad. But that's also because the Mavericks move at an exceedingly slow offensive pace. Or at least they did before Kyrie got here. We've seen a little bit of change there. But if you switch those two or three games, like, let's just, you pull out two of those five games, you jump up to fifth place. If you would have won three of those five close games that you lost by five points or less, you jump up to fourth place. Right now, you're in seventh place. You're not in the real playoffs. So here's how it would go. You play the Clippers. Well, you know, I hope we win, but historically, or I guess more recently, we've seen that's not the case. And then you fall into a game where you play Utah or Portland in a win or go home to get the eighth seed, which would then, even if you won, match you up with the Nuggets. Yeah. No, it's not the best. And then there's the possibility of, I know it's small, but that LeBron comes back and that they win the 9-10. So you'd have to play the Clippers, then the Lakers, just to try to make the real playoffs and at that point you're like you know if we do we do it'd be nice to watch them play five or six more games I think at this point maybe I'm wrong about this I hope I am I'm resigned to the Mavericks are going to lose if they make the real playoffs in the first round but it's going to be entertaining because the scores are going to be 134 to 124 that'll be a blowout against the Mavs or they're going to lose like 131 to 128 they'll win a game maybe 140 to 123 you know like and you're just like well we beat them by 17 because we couldn't miss tonight you're like well that's the only way we can win we literally have to shoot 55 percent from the field and 45 percent from three like i'm resigned to that if you want my magic numbers for the mavs to win in the playoffs and win a series they're gonna have to shoot which is very tough in the playoffs they're gonna have to shoot 55 percent or better from the floor and 45 percent or better from three while probably shooting 80 percent from the free throw line to have a chance because they can't stop a team in the NBA. I I will certainly concede that point. The only thing I'm not sure about the playoffs yet is just because I see the great matchup in front of you or the best possible matchup in front of you. For example, so the Mavericks are seventh right now, right. and I know there's still a little chunk, 16, 17 games to go in the season. If you would have won that game against the Suns, you would have been sitting in sixth place, which matches you up against the Kings in the first round, which you have a very real shot to win that series and then you would potentially move on to memphis but the mavericks have played memphis really tough and with what's going on with them right now who the hell knows so i can't let go of that dream you're right logistically because our defense is so bad i'm with you but i keep looking at if you can get into that two three block with the rest of them i think you could maybe do something i know it does look good on paper I yeah, get it, yeah. but I just think that the Mavs have become, and I don't think they meant to do this. I think what they're hoping is they're hoping that Kyrie signs back with the Mavs. That's their hope, I think. And then they can redo the whole team around those two guys. I think they know that this is a failed team. I, they're they're not dumb enough to believe that this is the right team around Luka and Kyrie. I they, hope you're right. And that's why they tried to trade Christian yeah. Wood so bad. They tried to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. so bad. And look, those two guys actually are playing pretty well right now. I know that People are like, hey, I think Woods' minutes are going to go up now that this and that. And I was like, hey, I don't know. Like, they might go down. They have gone down. Since Kleba's come back, like, his minutes could go up because Kleba cleans up some of his defensive stuff. They've gone down, and they're going to stay down. They see him as a a 15-minute-a-night guy, but did have 10 straight points there in the fourth quarter early on against Phoenix, which was great, like, offensive impact. Um, But I just – I look at this team, and I go – 
there's just even against Sacramento, and I don't think Sacramento is going to go far in the playoffs at all. I agree with you that they're the best possible matchup. But if you can't stop anybody, if, if you know you're going to give up 130, it's really tough to go into a game going, guys, if we don't get 130, we have no chance. Yeah. And 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 I think that they will a couple games. And that's why I think the the playoffs, if the Mavs play in a seven-game series, I think they'll be entertaining games. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to come in here and go, Man, if they would have just made that basket or if yeah. they would have just got that stop late in the game. But right. when you when you give up that many points and you can't get rebounds, and think of it this way too, and not that Dwight Powell's having a great season, but he's having his regular season. We can't even play Dwight Powell in the playoffs. He's not even competitive in the playoffs to play. So now we take out another guy. They won't even try Magoo anymore. I don't <laughs> even – it's really weird I because he had, what, two good games with he Kyrie? Did. Like there he was did. A, There are two 10-minute stretches – uh, in two games, we were like, hey, Magoo might be able to help us. Uh, and then Magoo got ripped out of the rotation again. And so you're like, all right, well, Magoo's out. And we I don't know remember. That- Did he earn his last name back after those For- two games? Yes, okay. I called him McGee, but he's gone back to Magoo because he Magoo's himself to the bench. <laughs> and really, I think that is Jason Kidd. <laughs> so but rude. probably Magoo in practice isn't doing anything to warrant minutes. And then Dwight Powell isn't going to be able to play in the playoffs. They can't stand Christian Wood and his lack of ability for defense. So I'm wondering, when we get to playoffs, I think this, guys, I think when we get to playoffs, and Maxi Kleba's not a healthy enough player to count on, I think most of your closing lineups are going to be five guards. I think Luke is going to be the biggest guy on the court the last six minutes of the game. It's going to be Kyrie, Luka, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., and I'm going to guess right now, Josh Green, that's going to be your five guys on the court to close. That is six foot seven to six foot two guys. Yeah, where last year you kind of had the same group. It was just Dorian was in there with Jalen Brunson a lot of times. Right. You know, like with that same trio with uh, and, Dorian and Jalen. And I do think Maxie will be one of the five finishing guys. You got to have somebody that can play some defense. You got to watch his minutes because he's a he's a broken player. This the NBA 82 games, 48 minutes a night. That is 50% too much for his human body to have. I get he's 6 foot 10 and he has a NBA basketball body, but his body cannot do this. He's a 45 games, 20 minutes a night guy if you want to keep him healthy and have him ready for the playoffs. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now, courtesy of Dean M. Leasing. It is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Peggy, we are rolling. I wanted to say, I haven't mentioned this in a while, how do you feel like your hair is coming in? It feels like it's grown back fairly quickly. Got, got a pretty good rug going on here now. Uh, I needed to shave it again. It's coming up soon. Been meaning to do it for about a month. But I procrastinate on haircuts more than anything else in my life. So it might go for two years and I might have long hair the next thing you know. Ooh, that's a good question. What have you procrastinated the most on in your life? I feel like, I hope she's not listening at this moment for my wife. It's oil changes. Uh-oh. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, she'll look at the thing, and she's like, oh, it's still got 2%. And I'm like... <laughs> if it's good enough for milk, it's good enough for oil. That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point. What's Don't that? Don't you just look at the mileage and the last time you changed your oil? You can do that, but on a lot of cars now, they'll just have, like, your oil, per, how much oil, oil percentage yeah, you have left on there, oh. and it'll be down to 2%. She'll be like, see? It's not zero. 
Oil changes are kind of overrated, you know? Yeah. But uh, Oil changes are overrated. That's right. I think so. It's what the blood of, for your car. Yeah. yeah, it is. What kind of milk person are you? Are you a 2% a whole milk? Yeah, I grew up one almond. and two, but uh, fiance wife has been whole milk, you know, her whole life. And so that's just what she gets. And I've adapted to it. I love a good glass of whole milk. Same, bro. Yeah. Whole milk gets it done every time. I don't. It could be fat free. It could be whole. It could be in between. I'm fine with all I of them. Kind of. What, could it be a nut way. milk? Could it be one of these almond? Yeah, oh, I, like, I'm, a, I'm an I'm an almond. Milk I use guy. almond milk <laughs> for cereal. Oh, like that's I almond milk for cereal. But that's, if I that's need me. if I need to use milk because we're out of almond milk, I'm fine with it. Now he just brought up the perfect addition. It is National Cereal Day. Yeah, right. It is Haggy. All right. So we did the combo platter earlier. If you want to throw out a sports opinion as well, I'm all he- I'm here for it. Is what's your favorite cereal? We're going to get into this at 4:20 because okay. uh, it is that the makes, top ten for today. That makes sense. But we can still party and do this now. For me, it is. And, and Eric knows this about me. I'm a mixed bowl kind of guy in uh, multiple ways. But for cereal, I like to combine. Oh, I think goodness. the best base is always Frosted Flakes. Okay. I think Frosted Flakes is a good combination for everything, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I think, is the best cereal. Man, he's all over that flag, I feel like, just peppering it. Lately, I've come around to the Captain Crunch, though. I, I think there there is like a, something in that flavor profile that is is just unbelievably good, and you only find it in the Captain Crunch. I don't know exactly what it is. Is that a buttery, butterscotchy type of flavor in there? It's just, it is insanely good, so... That's what I'd go with. And uh, my hot opinion is I think the Cowboys uh, coaching staff is making all the right moves. Hey, oh, yeah. did you know that Captain Crunch's real name is Horatio Magellan Crunch? Nope, but I like him even more now. Magellan? That's true. <laughs> around the world. Sail, true story. Sail. I don't around the world. That. Yeah. Brian, well, my sports opinion was off this cereal thing was I wish Jerry Jones would stop talking because I have them going to Las Vegas in the Super Bowl, and then he talks, and I'm like, what am I doing with this team? Is it just in front of microphones, or would you like him to just go mute for the next I don't know. When uh, he starts 350 talking, days well, or so? It's a cool Twilight Zone What's the thing that he says really? that's disturbing you the most That right Zeke's now. an awesome football player. I think that'll get taken care of. Oh, great. That was my biggest issue as well. I, I, think, well I, think, I listened to your show yesterday, yeah. and I do think he's going to go after Odell Beckham Jr., who has two ACLs, a broken ankle, and a torn up groin that they had to do surgery on in the last four yeah. years. And I'm like, what are we doing going after that guy? I just think that they've done the most legwork on that one. They might, they might switch me around a little bit and be different, but I have a feeling there's a couple of things that will happen. I have a thing that the, the thing with Zeke will take care of itself. And the Tyron Smith thing will take care of itself. Okay. Back in Vegas. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Woo. I can't help Super you on the Bowl. Odell. I can't help you on Odell Beckham, though. I just can't because they've you. already done so much homework on I, it. And they're I, like, wow, yeah. we, we've come this far. We, yeah. we have to just sign them. Yeah. I just feel like that that's, you know, generally when, when you do that amount of legwork on somebody, you have an idea what you want. Even if do. his legs don't work anymore. I'm oh. going to compare oh. him to a player that the Cowboys did this to before. If the Cowboys sign Odell Beckham Jr., I'm with Gavin. He is going to look exactly like the way Eddie George looked in a Dallas mm. Cowboys uniform. And you're going to be like, God, that guy used to actually oh, look like he could run a football. Yeah, we Bill messed him over really bad. He had this consecutive game streak starting as a running back, and Bill just decided to healthy scratch him one day. And it, oh, no. And, and that was the end of that. Uh, at that point, uh, Eddie just went, nah. I'll see you guys later. Who did he start him for? Avion Kaysan or was, someone? It was, it, was, it was something ridiculous. And, yeah, and Eddie just said, you know. and I felt, I, I felt bad for I felt bad for Eddie. I'm like, this dude, you know, we weren't a good team. And all of a sudden, I don't know, Eddie wasn't playing great. But, you know, still, you just let him finish it out. 
and yeah. Bill didn't do that. How does that arrive? Is that like 90 minutes before kickoff, Eddie George has been working as the one back all week, uh, and then much. all of a sudden, yeah. hey, you don't have to work today. You don't have to work today. Nice. You're a healthy scratch. And then Eddie's like, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, that kind of thing. I get that. Yeah. Is there any part of you that would rather the Stars have lost 8 to nothing last night than to lose in the last seven seconds of the game? I've always been a huge proponent. I'd rather, I'd rather be blown out than have my heart ripped out of me. I think it was so unfortunate how they got caught up ice. Yeah. You know, they were trying. You know, that's just the aggressive nature of what we've seen with the Stars. And unfortunately, they just yeah, they got caught in a bad spot. You know, Calgary's a good team. And it, but are that's, they? I think they are. They're okay. Think, against the Stars, they are. Against think, the Stars, they're I, amazing. I, I they're the best the team they, ever. They, yeah. they have, the, stars, they haven't, they haven't, the, the Stars haven't won against them this year. I know they got one more game in Calgary coming up here. I think March 19th or so. I love their, I love their coach. Okay, so sure. I love him, and that's why I, I, I'm always going to kind of pull for Calgary because I feel like that 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 uh, that Sutter is is one of those guys. It's always going to tell you, you know, like they're well, how the coach how do you play tonight? You know, he gets the sheet, yeah, and, and he goes through and he reads it and all that. And he was really honest last year too about anybody that was going to play uh, the Avalanche. He said it's uh, it's six days that you're never going to get back in your life. Because nobody's going to beat them. Yeah. You know, you uh, those are all great points from our hockey slash NBA slash NFL insider, uh, Brian Broaddus. He's working on MLB right now as well. He's going to go f- uh, four for four here with the North American Major Perfect. Sports. I always felt like getting blown out, if that happens to you too much, you're not good. So every time you get blown out, you're one closer to the amount of blowouts you can sustain like in a month or two-month oh, period where you have some serious st- systemic issues. If you're close, you feel like, oh, yeah, we could have beat them. Um, but if you get blown out, you really have to start asking yourself some serious questions. I had not thought about it like that. That's a good point. Now, you guys, we were all in surprise together. We had Evan Carter on the show today. I, jealous. I know it's we probably shouldn't hype it up too much, but what is your Evan Carter hype level at? It's pretty high. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of with, with Mike. I mean, I, I think the guy is going to end up being potentially, if all things go according to plan, the face of the Rangers. Within the wow. next five to eight years, yeah. Yeah, I think in three years, this is who you build your franchise around. Sick. Man. I think this is our next Juan Gonzalez in a different way. Juan was obviously more power. I think this is the guy who's going to bat second, hit 25 home runs, score 100 runs, Steel knock bases. in 100 runs. Have I think he runs so fast that he can be a guy who's going to give you 10 triples, 30 doubles, 25 home runs, get on base 42% of the time. He's fun. So can he be the young guy that like puts a veteran team over the top? Not this year, but yes. Like two thousand twenty-four, two thousand twenty-four for our team. Yeah, okay. for our team yeah, is what yeah. I was hoping. I think, yeah. I think okay, I just second. Really, the Rangers are a pretty veteran team right now because they went out and free agencyed this team to to make it competitive. And I do think maybe in two thousand twenty-four, he's a guy that starts in center field for you, and then all of a sudden you're like. You know, you start him off at the back end of your lineup, and then as a year progresses, you're like, dude, should we start batting him first? Should we bat him second? Because this is the future. He does need to stay healthy. He has had some injury history in his minor league career so far, but I do think I think he's a special guy. And did you guys see that a fight broke out yesterday on a Southwest Airlines flight from Dallas to Phoenix? Oh gosh! No, I saw a different flight. Was it Luca and Devin Booker? I don't know that to be a Luca and Devin Booker fight, but that's a good question. I'll see if I can look that up. I'm all for punches. Let's. Who cares? (laughs) No suspensions. You know what? 
Somebody says, shut the F up, punch him in the face, and you punch him back. That's sports. I want Larry Bird and Dr. J back. I want Kareem and Larry Bird back. I want Bill Lambeer and Larry Bird back. I, want Derek, <laughs> I, I feel want like Derek I'm noticing. Harper, and and in. Yeah. Yeah, I, want, Abdul I want real fight. Who Larry cares? Bird, maybe. This is entertainment. Yeah. What What's wrong with Luca trying to punch Devin Booker out? Fine him ten thousand dollars and let's inter- let's have fun here, Mike. If, if yeah, Luca, take away the fine. If Luca were to break his hand for punching Booker in the face, would you be mad? No, I'd be like, hey, it's part of the no. game. No, you decided. Oh, usually, usually hands don't get broken punching faces. They get broken punching uh, walls and Gatorade yeah. buckets and yeah. stuff. From your experience, what is it? Isn't the game of sports a no. lot more fun when they fight? Like, it, oh, yeah. for sure. No, hockey. I'm 100 percent with this. Yeah. Absolutely, these are grown men. They throw down. If things start to get a little bit haywire, where one guy's completely yeah. smashing another, we can end this whenever we want. Let a, let let kids be kids. Yeah. Let them play, refs. Let kids be and usually kids. they miss anyways. Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. They usually miss. That's <laughs> true. That is true. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? More punching talk? Yeah, I just ask Rudy Tomjanovich. They usually yeah. miss. Yeah, and if they connect. Kermit <laughs> Washington. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't sucker punching. Not the best. Yeah. But if you're going face-to-face, if you're Devin Booker and, and you know, like when you're face-to-face, let's go I hear face, you, man. I want the fight. I want the drama. He career, didn't he? Uh, right. Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. Yeah, the career wasn't quite the same for Rudy T after that fateful night. Uh, we, uh, we have a couple of Cowboys cuts here. Dak Prescott was at a local event talking about the contract extension and Mike McCarthy calling plays, and we'll have that audio right out of the gates here for you, Higgs. All right, looking forward to it. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow. We'll have Derek Holland on the show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 Through the Fan. Say pickleball, Kevin. <laughs> pickleball. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.